the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, from the rooftop of the Rockies, it's Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn. And welcome to Backbone Radio. Here we are this Sunday, November 12th. What do you say let's run from 4 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time? Salem, Denver, your local talk leader. Yes, my voice is just a little dicey today. I, it was it was even dicier a couple of days ago, but my plan is to have the voice hold on all the way through these three hours. You know, you get that occasional head cold and doing what we do. We talk too much, you know, we radio people. Always a risk. You talk too much and then the voice goes. And you just got to make the best of it. We'll see how we come through. Could hand it off to Blake behind the glass and let him pontificate a little bit on America First and pop music and the rest of it. But for now, we're going to be giving it a go. So glad that you are here and all kinds of interesting things to be discussing, of course, being a weekly program. I can pick the most fascinating stuff from the week, the stuff that just gets me excited, you know, or boiled up a little bit and come out here and let it unfurl. Your thoughts invited as ever, 303-696-1971. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast over on Apple is a great place to subscribe, or you can find it at 710knus.com or various places, just Google search Backbone Radio Podcast. Listeners from all over the world, may I say. But I thought in the first hour, among other things, I would want to cover something that I think could be very interesting, and that the name Tucker Carlson is being floated to be the potential Trump running mate. Hmm, for 2024. Yes, we're looking ahead of the primary. Trump is so far ahead, dominating by, what, 40, 50-plus points more over the next second-place distance, second-place, third-place, last-place finishers, the single-digit dwarves, as I call them. But what do you think, folks? Tucker Carlson. Hmm. Charlie Kirk, who you also hear on Salem media right here out of Denver as well. You hear him and he's he's banging the gong for Tucker Carlson as the running mate, as the potential VP for the Trump administration 2024. And last night, last night, I'll tell you what, uh, Trump walked into the UFC ultimate fighting thing. 295, I guess, was last night. Trump walks into the crowd. The crowd, the whole place goes berserk. The roof 
blows off of that place. Trump walks in, makes the grand entrance. Listen to the audio here in just a little bit. Who's with him? Who is with Trump when he does the grand entrance? Well, Dana White, who runs the whole UFC thing. But also, Tucker Carlson is right there with him. Don Jr. is right there with him. Kid Rock, the Detroit sort of country blues pop rapper crooner guy, right in there with him. (laughs) And you know who else was there that didn't make the headlines, but... Dan Bongino was in there with him as well, huh? But there you go. Trump comes walking in. The crowd goes nuts. They announce Trump's name. Trump is in the house. 45 is in the house. And there's Tucker Carlson standing there right behind him, grinning from ear to ear. You know how Tucker does that? He does that sort of uncontrolled laugh where he he smiles. His whole face turns into a smile. His eyes disappear. <laughs> Yeah. Put your thinking caps on. What do you what do you think about that? Tucker as potential VP. We might see if anybody has thoughts and might want to call in here as this program goes on. I know there's some other names out there. Christy Nome gets mentioned a lot. The governor of South Dakota who came out and strongly endorsed Trump. Yeah. Uh Anybody still want Mike Pence to make a return visit as the VP? Uh, that would be about zero. Mike Pence dropped out. Not our concern. Not our concern. Judas Pence gone from the race. <clears throat> and you have to wonder why these people do this, right? Why do the establishment people, they had that debate the other night, the establishment people, they're so far down in the polls, and they get up there and they talk about which countries they want to invade and how much money they're going to spend on some other country. We were like 40-some minutes into that Tuesday Florida GOP debate. And all they had talked about for the first 40 minutes was how much money they're going to spend on other countries and other countries' wars. Now, what's up with that? Wouldn't you kind of tend to want to put America first? I mean, we're like American politicians. This This is a country, America, greatest country ever. But you see, they get up there and... Way down, of course, uh, nobody really likes any of those people. But they get up there and they do it. They do it. They do it. They just get up there and they constantly insult the GOP voters who don't want what they're selling. But they get up and do it anyway. And it just, it just makes me wonder why they do it. <clears throat> so many people, commentators on the television, some, not around here, but on the radio, you know, they get up there and they constantly do the GOP establishment talking points constantly in your face with the GOP establishment stuff, which the voters don't have any interest in, has no appeal to Republican voters, none. But they get up there and they constantly say that stuff anyway. (laughs) You just kind of wonder, why do they do that? I mean, why the exercise in futility there? They get off on that, just getting up there and like trying to annoy and irritate and punish the America firsters, which is the gigantic proportion of the GOP voters and quite a bit of the Democrat and independent voters as well. I mean, what leads people to want to do that, to get up there and subject themselves to people who are going to be calling them up or tweeting about them and criticizing them? Anyway, that's what I say is those are the people who are connected to the big donors and to the political establishment. And they're getting up there because they're put on stage by the people behind the scenes 
and they get up on stage or in their media forum and they're spouting their talking points because that's what the people who are giving them the money to do this want them to say. And the voters then let them have it and let them know how they feel about it and then they trundle off the stage as Mike Pence just did so ingloriously with his tail between his legs last week. And yes, I guess I jumped ahead on a few things. Brand new FBI headquarters. You excited about that? Was it $300 million There's going into this brand new FBI headquarters? 70 Republicans voted for that. After the FBI spent all this time spying on Donald Trump as a candidate, spying on Donald Trump as the president, did everything the FBI possibly could to try to undermine Trump as president afterwards, raiding Mar-a-Lago. And, yeah, still 70 Republicans want to reward the FBI with a new Brand new, sparkling, shiny headquarters. You like that? Ken Buck, one of them, by the way. Our own Ken Buck. The guy who's so concerned about spending. He goes on CNN all the time and, oh, we're spending so much money. We can't do this anymore. And then he can't spend enough on Ukraine. He wants to spend more and more on Ukraine. He wants to spend more on a brand new FBI headquarters. Yeah. You see, the spending argument's always a racket for we got to spend money to protect the establishment. We don't want to spend money on stuff that, like, America firsters want, like a border, like a wall. You know how that all works. We'll explore that a little bit. Yeah, Trump is ahead in five of six swing states decisively in the polls, looking dominant. You're seeing the the string pullers like David Axelrod, Bill Kristol behind the scenes are saying, oh, Biden needs to drop out, Biden. He needs to, he needs to get out of this thing. He needs to get out when you get someone else in there. Yeah. By the way, what's going on in Spain? There's like a millions of people on the streets in Spain, the Spanish nationalists. They're fighting against globalist socialism, doing the same thing in Poland, millions of people on the streets. London, London Bridge, full of people protesting. They're pro-Palestinian protests in London. The London Bridge, full, falling down, as Pasobic says over on Twitter. Hmm. Question marks, is Israel winning or losing the PR battle in Western Europe and in America right now? It is an open question. It's getting tricky, is it not? Hey, we'll be right back. On your radio, smartphone, or smart speaker, News Talk 710, KNUS. Down by the river, I was thrown by your grace into depths of oblivion into the lowest place. I was stuck in the puddle full of tears and unwise, stuck doing snow and oak that we fade out like honey and snow. Hey, when we walked out alone, I felt like we could. Welcome back. It is Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn here. Yes, and Blake is behind the glass. We'll be rolling some tunes here this evening. (laughs) Yes, I have started a brand new dental practice, joined one with a great colleague of mine. After 24 years practicing in one location, I have moved to another one and could not be more tickled, more excited about all of that. The phone number there in Centennial, 303-225-7575. You know, just in case you're looking for a good place to hang out, you know, and, you know, hang out with a dental office team, great team. Once in a while it happens, you know. It's maybe not where people want to be their first choice where they want to be, but it's got to be in the top ten, especially with me around, you know, hanging out there. 
At any rate, glad you are on board. We'll go to the phone lines here in just one second. But uh, where's where's my UFC? Where's my UFC? Trump walks in, and he's with Tucker Carlson. <laughs> let's hear let's hear this one. Uh, G two. I've hidden that in there. Here we go. Oh, it's not it's not up yet. I guess I guess we'll we'll save that one for just a moment. Let's go right to Brad. And hello, Brad in Lakewood. What thoughts are on your mind here this evening afternoon? I'm starting to get uh, real bad feelings about Mike Johnson, number one. He says there's not enough evidence to impeach Joe Biden, number two. He's proposed two CRs, one till January, one to February. And if I read it right, there's nothing in there about uh, border border funding. So it, it appears that uh, Mr. Johnson... Uh, may not be the right choice and unless we get somebody like Andy Biggs in there it looks like uh Mike Johnson's going to be just as bad as McCarthy you know i'm beginning to wonder myself Brad and he uh did did he come out and say Brad um did Mike Johnson the new speaker come out and say that well we don't seem to have uh evidence enough to pursue the impeachment i mean he came out and said that right because i read that and i wasn't sure it actually was said like that but does it seem that is the case yeah, because I, I read it on Alex Jones' uh, Infowars, so uh, I'm afraid it's true, and I'm afraid I may have to, uh, like I picked up on Greg Abbott several years ago, it appears we may have to uh, refer to Mr. Johnson as Open, open Borders uh, Mike Johnson. And mm. I, I, hope, I, I hope I'm wrong on that, but uh, it, it certainly appears that way, and uh, we're having more problems with Ronna McDaniels. As Vivek said, she failed in 18, 20, 22, and 23 uh, she should have never uh, been RNC to begin with. Uh, maybe give her a shot back in 18, but she's failed three times in a row. And Trump should have uh, never just remained neutral. He should have endorsed her meat. And uh, Ronald McDaniels also refuses to return uh, Scott Pressler's phone calls. And Pressler's one of the few people doing anything. So uh, unless... And if we don't do something about Ron, I'm, I'm afraid we're not going to look too good in 2024. Yeah, the GOP is not saying much about what they're doing for election integrity, what's going to be new, what's going to be improved this time. Where was Speaker Johnson on the uh, FBI headquarters? That's a question. I was just trying to look that up. Um, yeah, um, looks like he's not going to be wanting to do the impeachment. Looks like he's okay with all the money to Ukraine. See, that's how I think he got ahead of Jim Jordan to be the speaker in the sense that uh, Jordan would not commit to giving more money to Ukraine. He just wouldn't do it, right? And uh, here's my list, by the way. Uh, looks like Johnson did not vote for more funding for the FBI headquarters. That's, that's a good sign. Of course, Ken Buck did, right? 300 million new FBI headquarters. You know, Ken Buck, if, if he's so concerned about spending, Brad, why do you suppose he voted to spend more on the FBI headquarters? After all, they're spying on Trump and raiding Mar-a-Lago and, you know, the rest of it. Why do you suppose? Because Ken Buck's a phony. And another thing uh, about Johnson is you check out Thomas Massey, H.R. 3206, where he's trying to eliminate the double taxation of Social Security. Uh, Mike Johnson is not a co-sponsor of that as well, and that's the key issue we should be running on because the seniors vote. They don't want to pay tax under Social Security. It's a clear difference between the Republicans and the Democrats, but as someone in Massey's office told me, 
there's a number of Republicans that seem to think it's okay to double tax Social Security. So uh, I'll be calling on Mr. Johnson on Monday to find out why he has, he isn't a co-sponsor of that. Hmm, that's a good idea. I don't know. Um, he seems soft. The new speaker, he seems soft. Oh, oh I I agree. And uh, that's how that that's how he got through. I think is that you know word got out that. He was going to do the establishment stuff, and he wasn't going to be McCarthy, but he was going to basically be like McCarthy. The question, I guess, I thought Johnson would be better than McCarthy, but I don't know. I'm not so sure. You have an opinion on that? I think it's like the old song by the Who, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. (laughs) Same deal. Yeah. Well, while you're here, Brad, Tucker Carlson, VP, potential nominee, running mate with Trump, do you you like that, or...? Who well, else a, might you like? Well, well, Tucker would be a great choice. I think Vivek would be a great choice. And I also think Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, she gave a phenomenal speech the other night. Uh, I think she she has to be considered as well. She just uh, endorsed Trump in Florida. On the night of the debate, Trump had this massive Pax House rally while the Republican dwarves were over there debating, talking about spending money on other countries. And, yeah, she came out. She's running for governor of Arkansas, right, re-election of governor, Arkansas. And, uh, boy, you know, it seems like she would probably stick there. She would have to be in contention. Christy Nome would have to be in contention. Uh, Vivek, yeah, maybe. And did, did you see what Vivek, I mean, he just roasted Ronna McDaniel when he first came out. His opener was like, hey, Ronna, you need to resign. <laughs> well. That was that was pretty cool. I've actually got that audio here. Actually, do you want to listen to that real quick? Yeah, I'm well, strong that team is. Actually, uh, oh no, not not that one. Uh, where's the Vivek? Oh, one? sorry, that was yeah, G2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is yeah, Vivek? And I've got it. Uh, yeah, Jay, we've got there it right go, here. There you yeah. go. Yeah, Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, please okay. make your case. Why would you? Uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, Ouch. 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross. Anyway, uh, that's, that, was a, that was pretty sweet, Brad. Any reaction? Hey, Rana, you resign. Hey, Kristen Welker, NBC. That that Russia hoax thing was a bunch of crap, and uh, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, I think, I think we got several good choices. I think Vivek would be good, and I think 
Tucker Carlson might be the best, though, because he's well-liked and uh, he has some real emotion, and uh, people seem to like that. So I think Tucker would be a great choice. Well, he may be the best choice. Yeah, and I'm going to be throwing that out there. I, and I might tell you why I, I think Tucker should at least be open to it, the pros and the cons of it, as I think of them. But, Brad, man, you got to, when you talk to these folks, ask them about election integrity. What have they done? What are they going to do? Well, how come the GOP is saying nothing about it? We got to have it. Listen to podcasts of Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn at 710KNUS.com. Coming in with a little shins action. Well done, Maestro Blake back there. That's. I was in Starbucks the other night having uh, this, the conference with my soccer coach about one of my kids. You know, you do the post-season sort of soccer development conference. That song came on, and I had to walk over to the, to the Starbucks people and say, Hey, that's a really great song. Can you find it for me? And, of course, they had the hardest time finding it for me. <laughs> Sometimes... They can't find it before the song is over. It's on the next one, and then they'll tell me the one that's playing now, not the one I was looking for. But no, they got it just in They're time. Bringing the cover, sir. <laughs> the yeah, cover. the cover. But I'll tell you what, this uh, the Shins. I think they're from Oklahoma or something. They, uh, you know, when you when you get a little steel guitar in the background, background, I go for it. Yeah, apologies, my voice is just a little rough. But uh, you know, maybe that sometimes fits the political scene. And had Alexa just text this in that uh, an MMA event, which is on Friday, King Bao, Joel King Bao Bauman, walks into the MMA ring, has this T-shirt on that says, quote, Trump was indicted before anyone on Epstein's client list, end quote. <laughs> you ever think about that? 91 counts on Trump. Count them. 91 counts on Trump. Mugshot, the rest of it. And nobody on Epstein's client list has been indicted. Good job, Deep State. Their whole little Deep State program with Epstein's Island. The little blackmail thing they have had going on down there. Anyway, but the... Uh, it's the... Uh, what's... Is it the U.M.? The U.M.? Uh, Trump walks in to the UFC last night with Tucker Carlson, and the crowd goes nuts. How strong that team is, making his way into the building. One of the bigger mixed martial arts fans, I know President Donald Trump, taking his octagon side seat for UFC with Tucker. 95. UFC 295. We got two title fights coming up at UFC 295 here. The place goes berserk. Live from Madison Square Garden, 
There's Trump. There's Tucker Carlson. Dan Bongino is in there somewhere. Don Jr., Kid Rock. Wouldn't you rather be governed by those people? Wouldn't you rather have that crowd be on top of the American government? <laughs> I would just put any of those people right into the government. And here's where, yeah, Trump sat down and then he stood up and they, and they said, okay, Trump's in the house. Also in the building, 45, former President Donald Trump. Let us begin your pay-per-view festivities. No one else could get that kind of reaction. And you tell you what, you know, these MMA people, these UFC people, they're not very controllable, are they? They don't just sit around sucking up the propaganda from the mainstream media and going for that, huh? No, these are the kind of people that have zero love for the propaganda. And Trump shows up and the man, they just dig it. And that's, so Tucker comes in. Tucker comes in with Trump. What does that mean? Anybody? What does that mean? It was two days ago, Charlie Kirk, one of the hosts national right here on Salem Media, was floating this out there. Hey, uh, Tucker Carlson should be the VP. I think Tucker would be the best VP Trump could pick. He should go for it. Let's 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 push this. Let's see what happens. And if Charlie Kirk is saying that, makes me think somebody whispered in Charlie's ear that that's a potential thing. Float that little trial balloon. Then the next day, there's Tucker with Trump at the UFC event walking in. I think something's going on. I My antenna are vibrating. Something's going on. And I will tell you, I like it. People know that my commentary around here, Backbone Radio, tends to match a lot of what Tucker Carlson has been saying, at least back when he was on Fox News, before they fired him. Instinct's the same. I think he's only a little bit older than yours truly. And I've read his books, and when I've read Tucker's books, it sounds like Tucker's been listening to Backbone Radio for years. I think, surely, we have inspired him, his viewpoints. I'll get into that more in just a bit, but by golly, the lines have filled up on us. So let's uh, let's do that as we as we talk a bit more about Tucker. Save your thoughts. Here's Jim in Littleton. Jim, welcome. How are you? Oh, Matt, great program today again, like you're normal. Oh yes. Um, want to get your thoughts on it because it was kind of disheartening. It looks like the Republicans got trounced on Tuesday. Yes. Um, and these were good candidates. They were not bad. Um, and it looked like it came down to abortion as the big thing. And it really concerned me because now the Democrats got a playbook they can run on, which is winnable. And basically they'll make this all future elections about abortion and the Republicans. And frankly, it seems like half the electorate uh, does not want to have any uh, regulations on abortion. And that half votes, and the other half doesn't vote as much. Well, on that issue, that tends to be one that uh, the Democrats talk about, is that was part of why. I don't know if that was that much of it. I think the RNC got outspent and outorganized, which is, to me, the main takeaway concern. Over in Virginia, the uh, Republicans got hammered out there, and Glenn Youngkin, who's supposed to be the rising star of the anti-Trump GOP, got absolutely hammered, yeah. and the day after that he said, well, I'm not going to run for presidency because the Murdochs and the establishment were trying to get Youngkin to pop up and run, and uh, he, he bowed out. He didn't want to be the next DeSantis hanging out in single digits. 
Um, but DeSantis is the guy who actually did sign the, uh, was it a 12-week abortion ban? And Youngkin yeah. said in Virginia he was going to sign an abortion ban. He has not signed it yet. But Trump has, not, has never been in favor of signing abortion bans. So if your argument is correct that abortion was key in this, then that is a positive signal towards Donald Trump's political instincts that he's never pushed for that or done that in his time in office. Any thoughts on that? Well, maybe, yeah, well, maybe he is sensing that as the case, but he also touts on running, getting the Supreme Court to get get Roe versus Wade uh, uh, overturned, right? He, right, but that's I not the same as an abortion ban, which is what DeSantis well, actually did in Florida and what Youngkin was going to do in Virginia. Whole different ballgame. Everybody knows that the, the legalese of Roe v. Wade was going to have to eventually be reworked, and that's what Trump was able to engineer by appointing those uh, Supreme Court justices that he got on there. So it's, it's still well, different. I mean, the, the guys that got beat, uh, was all they running on abortion? I think they had different, uh, they had uh, other agendas, yet that the abortion was the I, thing you know, that they, they claimed. It would have been so many down. candidates that I, I don't know to what extent each of those individuals would have prioritized abortion. But that's what the media uh, will will come away with, a takeaway point, to try to buck up Democrats and to point positively to Democrats. But the way I look at Tuesday again is that the RNC outspent, outmatched, and Ronna McDaniel does not, she is not a competent player in there running the RNC. And Vivek Ramaswamy, who just said, hey, Ronna, you need to step down. You need to resign. And I agree with that. She's out there just doing the soirees and never talks about election integrity or things like that or what's going on. So I think Rana was so propped up by Trump. Correct me if that's not right. R- Rana has had Trump's support. He could have jumped okay. in and pushed for Harmeet Dillon. He could have. And, and that's one and where I would say Trump Trump should have tried to get someone else. But Harmeet, then you look into Harmeet in a little more detail. and I don't think she's that great either. I think that uh, it's whoever the guy is working with, Chris Engelbrecht on True the Vote, uh, that would be the, the person yeah, to have had in there. Um, I can't remember her name. Caroline something. Anyway. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. She was in the, uh, you know, what's his name's movie that was talking. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But, you know, man, I, I just I just don't know. I mean, listen, the Republicans seem to never get the game right, yet every time the Democrats do. I mean, this is getting frustrating. This is totally. the reason why. I think the, totally. I think the um, but, you know, listen, but Trump, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm scratching my head. Trump could have, if he recognizes what's going on, why isn't he not pushing to people? You know, Charlie Kirk, I'm sure, has his ear and he's talking about what what the Republicans got to do. And yet nothing ever seems to happen. And Trump, this is Trump's party and he's not doing anything either. About well, it. it is Trump's party in terms of the voters. But it is not Trump's yeah. party in terms of the RNC and the big donors and why they still persist in doing these dwarf debates is kind of a mystery. Um, and Rana, no, niece of Mitt Romney, not to be trusted in my book. But, uh, you know, think of the politics of it. If Trump goes in there and tries to rearrange who the RNC has on top, that could only maybe cause him harm in his presidential campaign in terms of increase the amount of sabotage they're going to try to be throwing at them. Does that make sense? So it's a tricky, tricky deal, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully he'll get on with this 
Get Rana Out movement. But, Jim, I'm with you. I hear your points loud and clear. Thank you, sir. Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn on Denver's local talk leader, News Talk 710 KNUS. There we go, a band called Gomez, Homoa Beach. Kind of doing that folk, indie, modern hippie kind of music this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whatever time of day it is. You know, you put the cold medicine into me to try to work on my voice, and you know, you never know what the guy's going to say. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I do think you've got this uh, dispirited Republican Party voter base. And uh, faith in Ronna McDaniel, I mean, you know, she's just going to have nothing but trouble the longer she tries to stay on top. She really seems to want that job, doesn't she? She just wants to be the chairwoman of the RNC. But nobody likes her. You know what I mean? And is she even that good at fundraising? Maybe she is. And again, to do the fundraising, you have to be with a big donor, globalist, socialist crowd that actually runs the RNC. and It just becomes a mess. And uh, yeah, so Republicans, again, don't do well on Tuesday. But in Colorado, that H.H. Tabor thing went down in flames. That was pretty sweet. That's like the first positive thing I've ever seen happen in Colorado in like a decade. To see Douglas Bruce's Tabor legacy carry on, man, what a deal that was. And it makes you wonder, like, how could that have happened? Democrats have been trying to get out from under that Tabor constraint. They want your tax dollars because they see your money as their money, the government money, and that belongs to them, not you. The fruits of your labor belong in their fruit basket, but they didn't get anywhere with that HH thing. How was that? I mean, how do you even explain how that happened in blue, super blue Colorado to vote down a tax increase? I mean, I don't know. Did places like here, Backbone Radio, 710K in U.S., did we get the word out so well that we just knocked it down and didn't have a chance? I don't know. Off your election? I don't know. We'll uh, We'll take it, though. Maybe somebody should investigate and figure out how that happened, and then we can, like, translate that into 2024. Yeah, somebody texted in, hey, what do you think about the effort to knock Trump off the ballot in Colorado? <laughs> and I've, I've talked about that for the last uh, three weeks, and it is George Soros' money behind it. And if you want my take on that, uh, if you look at the last couple of shows, I document the Soros' money behind it and who's involved in it. And, yeah, you know, it's like they're going to try to cancel the election – in Colorado, you can't vote for Trump. They want him off the ballot because they're fighting for democracy. See, they're fighting so hard for democracy, they're going to try to cancel the election. That's what they're doing. Do you see the contradiction there? Yes, you do. That's why you're here, and these people are sick, weird, twisted, nasty, evil. It is a species of evil. 
I don't think it's going to get anywhere, but hell, you never know. I mean, stick around long enough and, uh, you know, stuff happens that you, uh, would it surprise you? No. You're just like, oh, okay, well, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I, I, I think that, you know, they might try to cancel 2024 across the United States like Zelensky just did in Ukraine. Maybe I'll do another essay on that after a bit. Let's start saying some hellos again. I'm going to save some of the truck to the, t- the Tucker stuff till next hour because we're just talking too much and having too much fun. Brian in Arvada, welcome aboard. Mr. Dunn. Yeah. Hey, this, uh, I guess uh, our Attorney General Griswold or whatever, she was on blabbing her mouth on uh, CSNBC today. I happened to run across her on there. Uh-huh. Just bashing Trump, so... Wait, wait. Little... What was the name you gave on that? Who was that? Isn't our Attorney General uh, Griswold or something? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I pay attention to all these You say guys. she was on MSNBC bashing Trump? Oh, yeah. She's yeah, on uh, there, and she was well, like... Well, she's been doing said, that well, for gotta... years. That's that's not new. Oh, yeah. She was all over MSNBC 2020. She democracy by taking away our right to who we like. So, you know, yeah. she's part of that crew. Yeah. It's uh, the, the fascists want to... Take them off the ballot, and they want to do it in the name of democracy. Good job, people. Yeah, it's 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 just so stupid. But hey, um, yeah, I had a chance to watch that debate. You watched that? Oh, um, well, I you know what would happen is because Trump, they actually put Trump on TV because I have C-SPAN one, two, and three is on C-SPAN three, so I happened to, you know, they happened to be playing them both at the same time. So when Vivek would speak. I would watch, and then when the other people would just start blabbing their canned nonsense at me, I would try to turn to Trump, so I was playing that whole game. Well done, well uh, done, and you can help inform our viewers about the misery of the GOP dwarf debate, enlivened by a little bit of Vivek uh, lashing out at the establishment, you know, that's kind of cool when he does that. Well, you know, according to Fox and everybody, I guess they want uh, a, a Nikki Haley. You oh, know, yeah. If she's not going to be the, the, the woman, then, you know, at least VP for, for old Nikki there. Yeah, sorry, Nikki, but never Nikki. No way. She is so grating. And uh, Babylon B had this funny article after the debate, and she, and she said, and it was, the headline was, Nikki Haley stumped when asked by debate moderator, if there are any countries she does not want to invade. <laughs> so. Not only that, and one part that a lot of people don't talk about, Vivek actually got um, the sanctimonious and her in a little argument about who has given China more. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if people remember that. It was ridiculous. Vivek just schooled him. So here, here's my choices. I want Donald Trump as president. Yeah. Okay, then we're going to shoot down to uh, Tucker Carlson as VP. Yeah, you're okay with that, And huh? then what we're going to do is we're going to throw Vivek, because he's still young. Now, he got to learn a little bit. We're going to throw him as press secretary, and then he can school all the media just like he schooled the rest of those idiots on the stage. It'll be great. You know what? He he might be a fun press secretary. You know, oh, the, he'd be the best. The media asks him a question, and he just looks at him and says, you know, hey, you're a moron. Why don't you just go resign? You know, um, yeah, yeah. Look here, stupid. Nobody's buying your nonsense. I mean, he just says it the way it is. I love the guy. So he, he's got to have room. The rest of them, Trump, don't even consider him. Don't put him in any position. Period. But Vivek, yeah, he, he he's all right. And you know, Vivek is not an elected politician. Neither is Tucker Carlson. 
and Trump, of course, was not until he became president. Um, I think when you become an elected politician, it sort of makes you like strange and weird, and uh, you well, start talking. Well, no, this is what like... happens. No, the the real deals happen because if you remember, they all say, "Oh, we're really good friends, and we go have drinks at night." But when we're on the stage here, you know, we're 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 all business. No, what they're doing is they're going to the bar, they're figuring out how to enrich each other. Both yeah. parties. Yeah. I mean, it's stupid. The real deals happen after, you know, the doors close and, and the bars open. That's where the deals go down. We get screwed. They're looking after their self-preservation or interest. And uh, the country, you know, it, it's got to come in a, uh, you know, a second distant, mate. That's an afterthought uh, you know, for them. Second. Yeah. America yeah. Like, is well, an I afterthought. Mean, we can't do this bad. Yeah. You know, you know who didn't work that way when he was in Washington, D.C.? is uh, Abraham Lincoln. You know, you read any biography of Lincoln, and he went to Washington, D.C. when he was uh, first as a congressman, and uh, he made a point of, like, he would go back to his little ramshackle apartment after the business of the day was done, and he would, like, read uh, about the founders, and he would read detailed tracts about political philosophy and brush up on the... The founders, the declaration, the constant you know what I mean? He 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 wasn't like into the social world and hey, what can I get out and of this game? That's why they had to get rid of him. Ex- yeah. That's why he, he went bye bye. Because if you're actually honest, they hunt you down. I mean, ninety one indictments, come on, an election year. That's right. The whole thing's a clown show. That's yeah. how it is. And they know it. Trump, the only honest deals. guy in Washington. He's been investigated more than any other human being on the planet. They have found nothing. They have to get rid of the honest people. Yeah, Lincoln. Well, well yeah, yeah, he gets Trump. them off. It, it, well, it thank you, sir. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.